Yahtzee. <laughs> We're looking at what? Sunday fun day? Are we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little delayed. It, this I'm I'm delayed, I think. Are you? Yeah, I'm definitely delayed. That's okay. Let's do it. We'll, we'll get, right. we'll, we are in plan J or K right now, and we're going to make it work. Yep. It is Sunday, fun day, charity, relaxing, drinking, chilling. <laughs> yep. I like that it's it's plan JK. JK. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. <laughs> On the hierarchy of needs, safety is basic. It's also often the most taken for granted. Once it's in jeopardy, that's when we seem to appreciate it. Taking your safety for granted, we fix that. So this hits me really hard on uh, multiple levels. This discovery that I made this last week when I was just happening to walk around my property uh, at the building and... I'm like, oh, there's a bike. Okay. So I, I walked over to where my brewing equipment is and I noticed that there was a bike double locked up on my brew rack, right? So to paint the picture, you, you come up on our property and you have to enter through a security gate. Then to get into the courtyard, you have to go through another security gate that you actually have to have a fob to open and it's delayed egress. So there's alarms and shit. So by the time you're in the property, okay, that's one level of security. It's a, it's a huge measure of security. Then when you're in the inter sanctum in the courtyard, you are at the absolute height of security because you're inside the security, inside the security, right? So you get where I'm going. Yeah. And yet this 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 bicycle was locked up in that area. And I, I thought to myself, you know, I, I think, and you would agree with me, I'm sure, the average person's going to walk by it. They're not going to think twice about it. I looked at it and I immediately had a pain in my gut of whoever owns that bike has seen theft. Has, has gone through some stuff. <laughs> right. Why would you feel like you needed to lock up your bike which by the way it wasn't a great bike and you know i'm a bicyclist and i i have fancy you know expensive bikes this wasn't a middle of the road bike or not even that not target level bike but i mean it was it was it wasn't the most expensive bike but it was important to this person enough that they needed to feel like they had to lock it up double chain it <laughs> inside the courtyard which is locked inside the perimeter which is locked and it made me sad i i immediately jumped to the conclusion that not only have they had something stolen before but i think you could probably make the assertion that they didn't live in the best neighborhood mm -hmm. because in in a normal neighborhood you're not going to feel compelled to do that but in a neighborhood where shit disappears all the time you're going to have to do that and so i immediately jumped to the conclusion of safety and security is a, a priority and that you can't go beyond according to maslow that level of hierarchy on the needs list unless you fulfill that so how how is that person able to move forward if they can't get beyond the safety is met great need, point right great point 
and you're you're so right in the gift of the day how many of us just take that for granted that's not even a thought right and i, I and i did i took it for granted for that moment that woke me up and i'm like right god i i leave i literally leave my door unlocked i this was surprising i've got my cousin amber out this weekend and we we came to monterey and I walked in the door and she's like, well, who's home? And I said, nobody. And she's like, well, why was the door unlocked? I'm like, cause I don't lock my door. You, you don't need to lock your door here. Much less double chain your bike to something that's been double secured. Right. I, I, I don't really have any fear of anything disappearing out here. And I, I thought it humbled me. I thought, you know, I worked really, really hard to get to the point where I'm in a neighborhood that that shit doesn't disappear and I take it for granted. I really do. Like, I don't think for a moment that somebody's going to walk into my house and just start taking shit because I'm not in the inner city. I'm not in, you know, East San Jose or Oakland or Newark, New Jersey or, or Detroit or whatever. And I, and I'm sorry if I'm calling your city out, but I mean, it is what it is. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know, my, my son lived in, uh, in Brooklyn and Jersey City and his bike disappeared like when the first week <laughs> I get it and that's a preoccupation and I remember living in Sacramento Sacramento is you know seems to be a reasonably fine place to live <laughs> once upon a time as you were watching cops you realized that no no it's not it's rough and I would get shit stolen I got my truck stolen I remember the first this was my first foray into the naivete of living in a area that's not safe. I chose a facility to live in. It was my apartment complex. It had a gate. It had the large fencing. And you just were lulled into complacency that that meant there was security. Well, what that means is to the 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 folks that are likely going to be victimizing you that you've got something to protect. Like, oh, a fence means there's something good on the other side. Because if you didn't have a fence, that means you don't really care about anything. So they would hop the fence, steal whatever you're, you have. Like in my case, it was my truck. And then just drive out because there's no, <laughs> there's no code to get out. <laughs> it's just a code to get in. So they'd hop the fence, pop the lock, take a screwdriver, jack up my ignition, yeah. and drive out. So I get it. That, that used to be a huge preoccupation. And, and I remember... I remember the day, the moment that my dad said, okay, we're getting you out of there. And I felt like it was an extraction, like, you know, a POW mm-hmm. or something. Right. <laughs> no, I feel like this is such a good lesson to think about how our needs are so met. And the next time you get angry because the line is three mm. deep instead of, you know, you're next to be helped. And, um, the words you say, how much meaning they have behind them, where, you know what? We have so much to be thankful for around us, period. Right. And I think that's so overlooked in this fast-paced, social media-frenzied world that how much, how our basic needs, most of our, most all of us are listening, um, living every day, working have our basic needs met. It's like, check. We don't even have to worry. And I mean, worry about that. It's not even something we think about, let alone worry about. Right. 
And it gives you pause. It gives you great pause to think next time you're ready to jump on someone uh, or or be rude to someone. Wow, there's so much to be thankful for. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's a it's something you work towards, and as you're working towards it, you're realizing why you want to work towards it. But then when you get it, and then and then you, it's like anything else. You know, you you achieve it, and it's awesome in the moment and then all of a sudden you know every day that moves by since the point of achievement it's a day further away from having to live in the the alternative perspective so you forget mm-hmm. about it you literally I, I totally forgot about that sacramento thing you know i remember my parents coming to visit me and they were <laughs> it was a one-bedroom apartment i was living in, off a of campus and they were in sleeping bags on the floor they refused to take my bed and I heard a noise in the middle of the night outside and I came running out of my bedroom with a baseball bat and out the door. And my father followed me because I think part of it was he wanted to make sure I didn't do anything incredibly stupid, but he also wanted to see what the hell I was reacting to. It was like two, three o'clock in the morning. And <laughs> I run out to my truck to make sure it's not mm-hmm. being stolen again. I, I had it stolen twice. And I run out to the truck and the person that was making all the noise was the paper boy. Was who? The paper oh. boy. <laughs> and, and when I say paper boy, I mean somebody who was driving their car through the complex throwing papers yeah, out yeah. the window. And, and, you know, there I was ready to swing for the fences. Should it have been someone that was threatening my my safety in my vehicle? And my dad was like, Jesus Christ, this is not the environment that you need to be living in and going to school. You, how can you how can, how can you concentrate on your studies if you're up at two, three o'clock in the morning because you're you're listening in your sleep to ensure the safety, your safety and the safety of your stuff? He's like, I think it's probably time to get out of this. So that even goes to the kindness message of thinking about what others go through who don't have those basic needs met, who flipping it around are the people angry on the other end or angry on the other side of the counter, walking a mile. I don't even want to say walking a mile in their shoes, but I guess it's uh, empathy or uh, giving them the benefit of the doubt because they always say something's going on behind that anger or behind that fear to make that person such a, xyz 100 percent, and i i think about the fact that we are rubbing elbows with these people on a constant basis and we're not even aware of it and they may act in a certain way and we we don't really take into consideration that the reason why they're acting the way that they do and they're so protective is because they live in a totally different environment and experience and i i have to say i surrounded myself this weekend with folks that don't have it as good as we do. And I'm like, well, why don't you do this? Well, well, I can't because I live in this particular neighborhood. Like, oh, I I hate to say this is like the defining moment, but when you can put one of those lawn gnomes on your lawn and it doesn't walk away, (laughs) you've made it. Exactly, right, right. 
people, there's certain neighborhoods where you wouldn't even think to put that out there because you know it's going to walk away. Right, right. So I, I guess I challenge everyone with this week's homework is to put yourself in those other people's shoes. I know we've heard it a thousand times, but that's the lesson this week to really hone in on if someone's angry or mistreating you in how you don't want to be treated give pause give give them the benefit right. of the doubt it doesn't mean to take all of their shit but have a little more patience try that for seven days so michelle i mean i i, I champion your homework but the thing that you said that resonated with me that's that is something that both of my parents agreed on which wasn't very often <laughs> was the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt i mean i i was in a long-term relationship with more than one person and the first knee jerk response. And this is, this is a chapter that came up in the, and I had to write it because of one of my elders said it so profoundly that they wouldn't, they just didn't give people the benefit of the doubt. The first, the first assumption was that there was, mm-hmm. you know, something wrong with them or that there was, they, they thought the worst of people, like the first thought was the worst. I of don't people, trust that right? person. Right, mm-hmm. right, and that's that's sad, and it's really not that, that's not a place for empathy, and that's that's really not taking all of the variables into consideration as to why or what would motivate a person to be in that that mindset. Yeah, we're in this mindset of uh, we're going to keep our doors unlocked. I mean, uh, do you keep do you lock your door over there? No. <laughs> that that exactly my point. You know, when I was living in in growing up in New Jersey, we didn't. We didn't lock our doors. The the care facilities I have in Napa, I never actually got a front door key. And when I just sold one, they're like, do you have a, a key to the front door? I'm like, yeah. no, <laughs> I never had one, never needed one. The, I, this this house in, in Monterey, I, people multiple people have keys, but they don't need them because the door's unlocked. Yeah. that's That to me is just normal living. To, to someone like this boy who, who had to lock up his bike three times over... That's abnormal. And I think what's even cool, though, about this gift of the day is that you come from having those ba- basic needs met and never worrying about that, yet you can pass that bike at the facility and recognize what it still means by looking at it double locked behind double doors. Absolutely. Huge. And we all need to heed that lesson, which I hopefully... Yep these next seven days, you'll see how many times you really do have to give someone the benefit of the doubt. It's going to be tough. It's going to be frustrating yourself. But I know everyone can pass the test. It This is a test week. I love Huge it. test week. I would love to see these comments coming up on our website at redcutmovement.com. It, it's really not going to be that easy to no, do i don't think I, it's not uh, because if you're if you're well established like i said you know there's people in my life that their first knee-jerk reaction is to think the worst of people is it's hard to jettison that and i, I have to say i've never been that person but i can only I, that's got to be icky mm-hmm. i mean for lack of better terminology right. it's got to be icky to feel that way like oh my first my first reaction is to think the worst of someone that's got to feel like you need a yeah. shower, right? It's just disgusting. It's gross. But that's unfortunately, and, and some people will call them jaded. Some people will call them whatever. But 
I don't care what the response or the, the, the reality is of why they're that way. They're hardened. It's not a good, it's not a healthy way to think of people. And, and it's certainly not a healthy way to live your life because you're constantly then surrounding yourself with what you perceive to be as people that have problems. You know what is a good life and is healthy for you to do. Say it. Get out there and fly your kite. Yaku Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement. 